Welcome to the Manifestment Podcast. My name is Jennifer Lay, and I am a manifestation and success coach here to help you create abundance in all areas of your life. On this show, we explore the power of the mind and spirit to create a life that is truly fulfilling. If you're interested in mindset, spirituality, law of attraction, the subconscious mind, and manifesting your desires, then this podcast is perfect for you. Wherever you're at on your journey, my intention is to provide you with strategies, tips, and tools that will help you consciously co-create a life of peace, purpose, and prosperity. This is where strategy meets spirituality personal development, elevated and refined. Thank you for tuning in and spending time with me today. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to part two of resigning from my six-figure job at Apple. So last week, I shared with you why I decided to leave corporate and why I wanted to start my own business. I also answered questions that you guys submitted on Instagram. This week in part two, I'm going to share with you 10 tips. This is advice that I wish I could have received earlier in my journey. As I mentioned, I wanted to leave corporate for so many years, but the fear of uncertainty and also not knowing what I wanted to do, it kept me stuck. And so these 10 tips that I'm going to share with you, these are the things that truly helped me the most in building up my self-confidence to finally take the leap of faith and manifest my current career. And honestly, I didn't think that this was possible, not to this degree. And so I just want to let you know that it is possible to have a career that you love. If it is possible for me, it is possible for you too. And so if you are feeling dissatisfied in your current job and you want to do something different, whether you know exactly what that is and what that looks like, or you have no idea, you just know that you're unhappy, you know that you're capable of so much more, you know that you deserve more. Either way, I think that you will find this episode relevant and helpful. And so without further ado, here are the 10 tips. Here's part two. I hope you enjoy. And with that, I want to now switch gears and share with you the 10 tips that I have that really helped me to figure out what it is that I want to do and what helped me to build up enough courage to go after it, to follow through with my decision. So the first tip I have for you is research opportunities. This one is really important, especially if you don't know what you want to do. It's likely that you just don't have enough information yet. I know that many years ago when I thought about entrepreneurship, I only saw a few options. And from those few options, Nothing felt really exciting. But then once I started to do research, once I started to learn about what other people are doing, how they're starting their own businesses, what kind of businesses, the different business models out there, it was really exciting because now I had options. So I want you to close your eyes right now and just imagine that you're in a small room, a tiny room enclosed by four white walls. Okay. And you look around and there's nothing that's exciting. There's nothing that appeals to you. But then imagine those four walls falling away. And now you see a world of possibilities. Now you feel excited. Now you feel inspired. And so that's why it's so important to do research so that you can see what the options are. What are the possibilities? And I'm telling you that there are so many different paths that you can take. There are so many different ways to become a business owner. There are so many different business models, especially now with AI, all the different tools, all the different platforms. It is very feasible to launch a product, whether it's a physical product or a digital product, it's very feasible to become a coach. It's very feasible to launch a product on Amazon. 
the barrier to entry now is so low. And so let that excite you, see what all the possibilities are. And then just ask yourself, what problem do I want to solve? Because that's all that entrepreneurship is. It's solving a problem for someone, either through a product or a service. And so ask yourself, what excites me now that I know what my options are, now that I know all these different platforms and all the different ways that I can do business, what do I feel passionate about? How do I want to help people? Do your research, give your mind more input, and that will help you to narrow down what it is that would be exciting for you to pursue. All right. So tip number two is spend time getting to know yourself. So you want to take inventory of your skills, your strengths, your interests. This goes hand in hand with tip number one of researching opportunities, because as you start to see what the options are, what the possibilities are within business, you want to see what would complement or what would allow you to leverage the things that you're good at and the things that you're interested in. So I started with just asking myself, well, what am I good at? What are the things that I enjoy doing? And I realized that I really love coaching. I really love mentoring people. If I look back on my career as a recruiter, the times when I felt like I was in flow, when I felt fulfilled, it was when I was working with a candidate, talking to a candidate, I could be on the phone for an hour and it would feel like five minutes. So that was insight into what I enjoyed. And so I encourage you to do the same, to start noticing what is it that you're good at or what is it that you enjoy? And you know that you enjoy it when time flies by. The other thing I recommend is taking personality tests. So I recommend the Enneagram test, Myers-Briggs, human design. What you want to do is you want to read the results. Don't let it define you, but instead see what resonates and the things that resonate, the things that stick out, ask yourself, how can I use this information? What is helpful about this information? What can I take from this information to help me figure out what would be a good career? What would be a good business for me to pursue? And if you'd really are having a hard time figuring this out and you need a little bit of guidance, pray on it. So let me share with you guys a quick story about how I received guidance from God, from the universe, from my intuition, however way you want to think about it. But this was around the time frame when I just discovered coaching, the coaching business. And even though it sounded exciting, I still wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if that's what I wanted to do. And so I prayed on it. I went into my room. I was laying in bed. I was very relaxed. I was in a very sleepy state. And I was doing this intentionally, getting into a sleepy state to ask this question so that I can tap into my subconscious, tap into my intuition, whole nother episode. But as I was laying there and I was asking, what is my purpose in life? What am I supposed to do? Is this the path that I'm supposed to take? And I wasn't expecting to receive an answer because sometimes, a lot of times you ask a question and the answer comes later. It could be a days later, weeks later, but I received the answer right then. I heard a voice that said to make an imprint on other people's lives. And I knew that that was my intuition or the universe or God talking to me because number one, I never use the word imprint. Number two, it was just this inner knowing. I just knew that it was the answer. And then number three, as I got up from the bed and walked out into the kitchen on the clock was 1111. And so that was the confirmation that I needed, confirmation that I was on the right path. I know some people might hear this and think it's really woo-woo. And you know what? That's okay. I'm not here to convince you of anything. But if you are open to it, I would encourage you to pray. Pray for guidance if you feel like you need it. Moving on to step number three is decide and declare what you want to do. So after you do the research and you understand what the possibilities are, and then you take the time to get to know yourself, 
the next question then is, well, based on what I know now, what is exciting to me? What do I feel passionate about? How do I want to serve people? What type of lifestyle do I want? So when I was thinking about what I wanted to do, and as I was doing my research on different business models, different ideas, coaching checked a lot of the boxes for me. It would allow me to help people in a meaningful way. I wanted to be able to teach and coach and mentor. I would be able to offer coaching services, but then also in the future, be able to launch products if I want to. I would be able to have a flexible schedule. And then on top of all of that, I really liked that the overhead was low. The expenses, it's a lot less than other types of businesses. And so it felt like a really good fit for me based on all of those things. So you want to take the time to figure out what business idea, what business model resonates with you? What is something that you feel passionate about? What excites you? And one thing I want to say here is even if you're not super good at it, understand that you can get better at it. Someone once told me that you can become an expert in anything if you just give yourself enough time. As long as you have that passion and that desire within you, you can and you will become great at it. And then once you make that decision, you want to declare it, start talking about it. Once I made the decision to launch Manifestment, launch this podcast, I started talking about it. I started making stories about it. I know some people feel like, oh, it's better not to talk about it. You don't want other people's negative energy to affect your manifestation. I don't believe that. I believe at the end of the day, it's your energy that matters. I also believe that when you have the courage to speak it, it will manifest faster because really what you're doing is you're showing the universe, you're showing God, you're showing you know whoever you believe in, you're showing that you are serious and that you have faith. You believe that it's possible. Otherwise, why would you be talking about it? And if you don't feel comfortable sharing it publicly to everybody on Instagram and all your friends, then at least start talking about it to your spouse, your partner, to your close friends. So decide and declare. That is my tip number three. All right, moving on to tip number four is you want to check for any limiting beliefs that you may have, because these could be holding you back from moving forward. So one of the limiting beliefs that I had was I was foregoing the last eight years of my career. This is not true at all, right? Because really in reality, those eight years, I learned so much. Those eight years, I gained a lot of skills that can help me now as an entrepreneur. So it really isn't that those eight years go to waste. They were stepping stones in a lot of ways. They led me to where I am today. It's so important not to view those years as a loss or a sunk cost or whatever it is, but instead you got to view it as preparation. I think it's very common to think that, oh, I'm starting over. But really, as the saying goes, you're not starting from scratch, you're starting from experience. And so that was a big one that I had to get over. Another limiting or disempowering belief I had was, oh, there's too much competition. There are already so many coaches out there. There are a ton of people who are already doing this. How can I be successful when it's so saturated? But here's the thing. There is room for me. There is room for you. There is room for all of us. It is truly a limiting mindset, a scarcity mindset to think that there isn't space. So here's a really good example. Think about candles. There are so many candles. You can buy candles anywhere. And people will tell you it is a saturated market. But there is a brand called, let's see, Koi Sense. Soy candles meets Asian sense. And I want to read what's on their website because it just perfectly describes what they do and how they do this differently than anyone else. Using cleaner ingredients, we combine Asian flavors with soy candles and bring nostalgic scents to life. The scents from our childhood that hold a million memories. Isn't that amazing and so beautiful? So some of the scents, lychee, cherry blossom, 
Vietnamese coffee, Asian pear, white rabbit. Looks like white rabbit sold out, but that is so nostalgic for real. Like I remember eating the white rabbit candy so much when I was younger. They have lemongrass, persimmon lily. We're talking about a, you know, quote unquote saturated market and they have found a way to stand out. Anyway, I share that example with you because it just proves the point that there is space for all of us. Just because something is already being done doesn't mean that it can't be done differently or be done better. So don't let it discourage you and just know that there are so many different ways that you can differentiate yourself. So to give you guys a personal example, when I decided to become a life coach, when I decided to create manifestment and build this community, I did initially think, how am I going to stand out? There are so many people in this space. There are so many people in personal development. You have all these different gurus. And then you have like Jay Shetty and Tony Robbins and Mel Robbins and Jim Quick and all these really amazing people. I had to take a step back and just remind myself that we are all very different and unique in our own way. There will be people who resonate with me because of my story. There will be people who resonate with me because of the way that I explain things and the way that I teach one of my coaches told me that no one has your exact same story. No one can communicate in the exact same way and explain things in the exact same way. And so that really helped ground me and put things into perspective for me. And then the last limiting belief that I wanted to share, which I think a lot of people can relate to is I don't think I have what it takes to be an entrepreneur or I'm not good enough to be an entrepreneur. And I think that this belief just stems from this idea that to be an entrepreneur is to be like a Mark Zuckerberg or to be an Elon Musk. But really, there are so many different types of entrepreneurs. You don't need to create the next big startup. You can have a store on Etsy. You can sell things on Amazon through FBA. You can be a coach. You can create a skincare line. You can create a skincare product that can help with eczema. Maybe it's something that really helped you. And now you want to help other people. I mean, there are so many different ways for you to be your own boss, to own your own business. And this goes back to step one, researching opportunities to see what the possibilities are. And, you know, when you do this, you realize that it's not something so out of reach. It's not something that's only reserved for certain people. It only seems that way because of the definition that we give to things. And so this is a big one is taking entrepreneurship off a pedestal and realizing that as long as you're able to be resourceful, as long as you're able to solve problems, you can be an entrepreneur too. All right, moving on to tip number five is overcome imposter syndrome. So this is similar and related to the disempowering belief of I'm not good enough to be an entrepreneur. Who am I to be an entrepreneur? I'm not smart enough to be an entrepreneur. When we think about imposter syndrome, really it comes down to two things. It comes down to the fear of what people think. So the fear of being exposed, the fear of people calling you out. And then the other is self-doubt, which is related to our self-confidence, our self-esteem. And so to overcome imposter syndrome, it's really tackling these two things. So I want to share with you a couple of things that have helped me over the years, because I used to struggle with imposter syndrome a lot. And it seemed to get worse whenever I would get promoted or when I would find success that somehow just made me doubt myself even more of whether I really deserved it. And if I was like worthy of it and all of those things. So to first talk about overcoming the fear of what people think, again, that fear of being exposed, fear of people calling you out. What helped me a lot was learning to validate myself. So self-validation. So 
the first step to this is self-awareness and becoming aware of my self-talk. So I learned to speak more kindly to myself. I learned to hype myself up. Affirmations are great. And I know some people don't believe in affirmations, but the thing is repetition is key. You can't say one thing one time and expect it to change your life. You have to be very consistent with it. You have to constantly speak positivity into your life for you to actually see the effect. And so some of the affirmations that I really liked that I still say to this day, I am divine. I am eternal. I can be, do, and have anything I desire. I am worthy as I am. I am the child of the highest power there is and will ever be. Therefore, how can I not be great? How can I not be powerful? How can I not be full of potential? Those are some of my favorite affirmations. And after a while, when you say something so consistently, it just becomes so ingrained, so automatic. And when it becomes automatic, you know that that's a belief that you have. So self-validation can help you to overcome the fear of what other people think. Because when you learn to validate yourself, when you fill your cup, you don't need other people to pour into you. You don't need approval and validation from anyone else. So that is my tip there. And then in terms of overcoming self-doubt, this is about increasing your self-confidence. And you do that by focusing on your wins. And I've talked about this before in the first episode where it's about recognizing progress, recognizing your wins and making sure that you're taking the time to celebrate those things, not just the big things, but the small things, the small steps that add up over time. This is so important in cultivating the feeling of confidence and competency. So lean into your strengths, focus on what you're good at because what you focus on expands and start making a mental note of all of the things that you've overcome in your life. Your track record of overcoming those hard things is 100%. You're still here right now. You're listening to this podcast. And so understand that you are more capable than you often give yourself credit for. So one thing that I do, and I know this might sound kind of weird, but when I'm going through a challenging time, when I'm faced with a tough situation, I'll snap a picture. I did this when I was in the hospital with my dad. I did this when I lost hours of footage that I worked so hard on. And I took a picture because a lot of times we just take pictures of the good things, but we also need to document these struggles that we go through so that when we look back on it, we can see that, wow, I was able to overcome that. It reminds you of your track record of overcoming hard things. Again, it's 100%. Sometimes we just need a picture to remind ourselves. So document the good and the not so good. So hopefully some of those tips can help you to increase your self-confidence and then also overcome the fear of what people think, the fear of being exposed. All right, moving on to tip number six, write out the pain and pleasure. So what do I mean by this? There's a principle in psychology called the pain and pleasure principle. And basically it's about how as humans, we're always moving towards pleasure and away from pain. So the actions that we take is either moving us towards pleasure or moving us away from pain. So as an example, if you just think about something that you did today, whether it was going on social media, going to work, eating that ice cream bar, I mean, anything, whatever you can think of, something that you did, it was either giving you some sort of pleasure or it was preventing some sort of pain, either in the immediate or in the long term. So for example, going to a job that maybe you don't really like, you did it anyway, because it helped to prevent some future pain. Maybe that future pain is not being able to pay your bills, not being able to pay your rent. Then on the other hand, eating that ice cream bar gave you pleasure, right? So we're always moving towards pleasure and away from pain. That in essence is what the pain and pleasure principle is all about. It's how humans are motivated. And so with this principle in mind, you can use this to motivate yourself to start that business, to finally take the leap of faith. What you can do is grab a piece of paper and write out all of the pleasure, AKA 
the benefits that you would gain from finally taking the leap of faith, from finally starting your business. And then on the flip side, or you can take another piece of paper, write out the pain that you are avoiding by taking this leap of faith. And so let me share with you guys what my list looked like when I did this. Oh, let's see, where is it? Okay, here is the pleasure, the benefits, freedom, wake up excited every morning, feel happy and fulfilled, turn my vision into reality, prove to Ethan that anything is possible and that we all have phenomenal human potential, travel anytime, anywhere, live a peaceful life, feel inspired and be in a position to inspire others, help others, give back, grow my nonprofit, have a super flexible schedule, uncapped earning potential, shower my loved ones with gifts and experiences, take care of my parents financially every month, feel a sense of pride and accomplishment, knowing that I'm living up to my potential. So those are just some of the things that I listed for pleasure. And then in terms of pain that I would be avoiding, so working hard to build someone else's dream, working nine to five, spending 40 plus hours a week doing something I don't find fulfilling, political BS in corporate environment. Oh my God. Honestly, I didn't experience too much of that, but you know, it's there. Um, seeing other people succeed, knowing that I could be successful too, if I just tried having to report to someone and constantly prove my worth and value, waking up uninspired about my job, yearning for the weekend, dreading Mondays, not being able to travel when I want, only a couple of weeks of vacation per year, not having flexibility throughout the week, seeing other people thrive and succeed doing what they love, seeing other people live a life of fulfillment, freedom, and financial abundance, missing out on my potential, always wondering and pondering on the what ifs, not being able to support my parents in the way I want to, doing something I don't feel passionate about when I'm older, feeling regret and feeling unsatisfied. So those are some of the pains that I wrote down. So this can be really, really powerful and motivating you to take action. And I recommend writing this down so that you can always refer back to it. It serves as a great reminder, not only that when you see it all on paper, it just makes it feel so much more real. It just has a different effect on you when you actually see it all in writing and you really see everything that you're giving up by not going for it. And you also see all the pain that you're putting yourself through by staying in the same place. Moving on to tip number seven, take the leap. You can do all the work, all the research. You can write out the pain and pleasure. You can do all those things and still not feel ready. You can still have fear. You can still have self-doubt. That is normal. It's just like becoming a parent, right? I took the classes. I did a lot of reading and I did a lot of research, but you will never feel fully ready to become a parent. In the same way, when you want to start a business, when you want to become an entrepreneur and do your own thing, you will never feel fully ready. You just have to make the decision, take the leap of faith and figure it out along the way. You have to start by starting and just take it one step at a time. It's so easy to get stuck in analysis paralysis. And so just remember that it's all about learning, refining as you go. And the other thing too, is you can start a side hustle before you resign right? Everyone is different. Everyone's in a different situation. So if it makes you feel more comfortable to maybe dedicate the weekends to working on your business and getting to a point where you feel more comfortable to leave, then do that. If you need to work and save up money, do that. So you just have to figure out what makes sense for you and what is feasible. If there's a will, there's a way and you can make it happen. All right, moving on to tip number eight, which is invest in yourself, invest in coaches, mentors, in programs that offer community. This is what helped me so much. There's two reasons why it's really important to do this. Number one, 
success leaves clues. And so when you learn from someone, when you work with someone and you model their mindset and their behaviors, it's inevitable that you're going to get the same or similar results. And then number two, I think it's important to surround yourself with like-minded people, surround yourself with people who are going to inspire you, uplift you, people that you can learn from, grow with. You know, that saying that you are the average of the people you hang out with. I do believe it's true because the people you hang around with, their mindset, their habits, it rubs off on you. Even their language rubs off on you. So those are two reasons why investing in yourself through coaching, through programs, through learning, through education is really important. And actually, another thing that I want to say about this is when you surround yourself with coaches, mentors, or peers who are working on something similar is that you're able to gain another perspective. You're able to gain an objective perspective. Like even for me, I work with coaches. As you guys know, I work with Jacqueline Johnson. I signed up for Vanessa Lau's program. Sunny Leonard Doozy is one of my coaches as well. So I am a huge proponent of coaching because you get further faster, get a roadmap to take out the guesswork. You know, you can follow their strategies, follow their mindset. It's like a cheat code. You're learning the most efficient way to get to where you want to go. It kind of expedites your success because you're avoiding the mistakes, the pitfalls. So yeah, I think that everyone can benefit from having a coach or a mentor. So here's a really good analogy. I want you to take your hand and put it in front of you. Okay. I want you to notice the lines on your hands, your fingers, just look at your hand. You can see your hand pretty clearly, right? Now I want you to take that hand and put it very close to your face. So, so close that you're touching your nose almost. And let me ask you, can you see your hand as well? Can you see the lines? Can you see the fingers? Now go ahead and take that hand and pull it away in front of you. And you can see it now a lot more clearly, right? And that is the benefit of working with a coach or a mentor or surrounding yourself with peers. They're able to help you see things more objectively. They're able to help you see yourself more objectively. A lot of times they're able to give you very valuable feedback. They're able to help you see things that maybe you can't see yourself, right? We all have blind spots. And there's also the, there's a sense of accountability when you work with someone as well. But in any case, I think it's really good to invest in yourself. And, you know, even if you're not at a point in your journey right now where you need to work with someone, I think investing in yourself in terms of reading books, watching videos, and just feeding your mind with positive content, with educational content, content that's good for your mind, that's either inspiring you, motivating you, or helping you to learn and helping you to expand your knowledge. That is what's going to help you to level up. So invest in yourself. All right, moving on to tip number nine is take action and trust the universe. So again, it just goes back to you taking it one step at a time. The path is going to unfold as you go. You're not going to see the whole staircase, but if you just take action and focus on putting one foot in front of the other every day, things will come together. I think a really good analogy is you're driving in the car and it's dark. Your headlights only allows you to see a hundred feet ahead. But if you just keep going and you keep driving, eventually you'll get to your destination, right? And so keep that in mind as you're taking action and just trust that the universe will present to you the right opportunities, will bring to you the right people, will give you the knowledge when you need it. You will have divine downloads and feel inspired to take a certain action, right? You hear that probably a lot in the manifestation, spiritual community, inspired action. It will come. And it's just a really beautiful process. It is a beautiful co-creation process that may take time for you to trust, but it will work out and things will fall into place in the best way. So as an example, when I started Manifestment, I had 
no intention of creating a podcast. I actually thought that I would create a YouTube channel, but as I took action and I put one foot in front of the other, I was presented with information. I learned things. I talked to different people and it all inspired me to change direction. I had no idea how I was going to do it, but I just trusted my intuition and I went for it. And everything up until this point has just felt so effortless from the, the intro and the theme song for the podcast to the podcast cover photo, which I think perfectly represents what I wanted this podcast to be about in terms of balancing spirituality and strategy. And that was just an idea that popped into my head. And then being able to see all the amazing feedback that you guys have so kindly shared with me, it's pretty amazing how things work out in ways that we can't even plan and ways that we can't imagine. But it's all about trusting. It's just about doing what you can with what you have, with where you are, and knowing, trusting that the universe is going to meet you halfway. All right, moving on to the final tip, which is focus on raising your vibration. So this is really important for a couple of reasons. The first being that when you're operating from a higher frequency, you're able to receive more of those intuitive hits. You're able to connect more with your intuition and receive those divine downloads. But not only that, when you're able to raise your vibration and stay there, you're going to feel more motivated and more inspired to take action versus if you're dwelling in a low vibrational state, you're not going to feel motivated. You're not going to feel like doing anything. So it's really important to be aware of how you're feeling and what you're thinking. Because again, there's this huge connection between our thoughts and our feelings. Our thoughts influence our feelings, but then our feelings can also influence our thoughts. So it becomes like this cycle. And so focus on raising your vibration. And the other reason why it's really important too is because our vibration determines what we attract into our lives. So some of the things that I've been doing over the last several years that have really helped, number one, having a morning routine. I remember back then I would wake up, check my phone, check my email, and it was just a very hectic way to start my day, especially when I was checking my work emails. Because then I was just putting my body into a state of stress first thing in the morning. And then checking social media in the morning is just not very nourishing for your mind. And what you consume when you first wake up is so important when it comes to your subconscious, what you're imprinting into your subconscious. And so I try not to touch my phone in the morning when I first wake up. And what I'll do is I'll go get some water and I'll go into my office. I will meditate or journal or just do something that allows me to slowly start my day. And most of the time, I'll just write down the things that I'm grateful for. So gratitude is one of the highest vibrational frequencies. And when you can start your day in this way, in a state of gratitude, the rest of the day just feels so much easier. And then throughout the day, if I ever feel like I'm dropping down the emotional scale, then I will spend a few minutes playing my sound bowls. I'll sage, I'll you know turn on my diffuser. And then sometimes I just have essential oils around and I'll just take a few moments to do some breath work and breathe in some lavender oil or you know, some peppermint oil. Also, I love taking baths. I feel like it's very relaxing and purifying. So whatever it is that works for you, whatever resonates, just find the different ways that you can recenter yourself, rebalance yourself, ground yourself so that you can work your way back up to a higher frequency state. So those are the 10 tips that I have for you. I hope that by sharing my advice and sharing my story of resigning from my corporate job and starting my own business motivates you, inspires you, and ultimately helps you to take the leap of faith and go off on your own if that is what you desire. All right, that is it for this week. Let me know if you found this episode helpful. 
Tag me and let me know what resonated. I would love to hear from you. As always, I appreciate you spending time with me today. Thank you for tuning in and I will see you in the next one. Thank you for tuning in today. If you found this episode helpful in any way, it would mean so much to me if you could rate and leave a review for the show so that it can reach more people and make a greater impact. It will also inspire me to continue sharing. If you'd like to connect or need additional inspiration, you can find me on the social platforms, including Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn at Hello Jennifer Lay. Lastly, I'd like to invite you to follow at Manifestment. Join the Manifestment community to continue creating a life you love through the blend and balance of strategy and spirituality. Until next time, always remember to dream and do. I send you so much love and I wish you abundance in all areas of your life.